You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. I'm glad that you made time to be with us. So it is Holy Week, and this week we are remembering the most sacred week of the year for believers as we reflect on the life and the sacrifice of Jesus. Quick invitation before I start the podcast today. Friday night at 6 in our sanctuary, we're going to be having a Good Friday service to commemorate the day that Christ died for us. That's a day where our freedom was won, uh, and as we celebrate the empty tomb and the resurrection on Sunday, we respect and reflect on what Christ did on the cross for us. So join us on Good Friday as we celebrate Jesus and honor His death on the cross for us. Welcome to invite anybody you want. We'll be in the sanctuary at 6. So I'm going to pick up where we left off with Matthew chapter 27, and today we're going to be reading about the moment that Jesus breathed his last. I'll read verse 50. We read that in the last podcast, but I'll read it again today. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came up out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection, and they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. Many women were there. Watching from a distance, they had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and Mary, a mother of Zebedee's sons. So, in these last moments of the life of Jesus, you see a couple of things. So, as Jesus cries out and gives up his spirit, you see that the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Now, nobody would have seen this at this moment. From the cross outside the city gates of Jerusalem, you would not have been able to see that the temple curtain was torn. It would have been in the holy place, separating the holy place from the holy of holies inside the sanctuary building of the temple. But this is recounted for us by John, who knew that this had happened. And I think the symbolism, the power of this is, Jesus has just cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then, in the next moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Now, why? And why from the top to bottom? Well, what's being communicated to you is that the holy place is where the Jews believed that the Spirit of God dwelled when He was among them. That that's where like His presence was most located among the people. That's how the tabernacle was designed, even if you go back to the book of Exodus. Well, the fact that the temple curtain was torn from top to bottom is a sign that it was torn by God, not man. And the fact that it was torn was a sign that God was leaving. Now, when I was younger and I talked about the veil of the curtain, the curtain of the temple being torn, I always talked about this meaning that now you had access to the throne of God. And it's true, you do have access to God because of Jesus. But I want to point out that the the veil that separated the holy place from the holy of holies, the veil that kept us from God in the temple, um, it, it really wasn't 
torn so that we could go in, because that's almost the point, is that the Jerusalem temple has been judged by Jesus. He flipped over the tables. He spoke parables and teachings against it. He's already predicted that not one stone is going to be left over the other. The, the veil wasn't torn so that we could go into the Holy of Holies, even though we know we can approach the throne of God without going to the Jewish temple. Rather, I think also the veil was torn as a sign that the Spirit of God left the temple. The Spirit of God was with Jesus and His church and His followers. The new movement of God in the new covenant, moved by God's Spirit, led, empowered through God's Spirit, was going to be now with the people of Jesus. So Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The curtain is torn, the Spirit leaves, and where would the Spirit have gone except to Jesus? except to be with Christ and with His people. That's that's what I perceive uh, in my reading and my imagination. And that last bit uh, is a step, maybe, but I believe that Jesus was not forsaken by God. That in fact, the Spirit departing the temple uh, was present with God. Just as at Jesus' baptism, the Spirit descended like a dove as the voice of the Father boomed out over Him, I think here you see the Spirit even though He's not presented in the form of a dove, you see the Spirit symbolically leaving the temple to be with Jesus. So I'll shift now to one of the most peculiar scenes in the New Testament. The Bible says that at the death of Jesus, the ground shook. There's this earthquake that cracks tombs open. And the cracked open tombs are significant in that Matthew tells you that after the resurrection of Jesus, there were holy people who had died in Jerusalem who came out of these tombs. Well, let me just read it to you. And the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. This is powerful to think that the resurrection of Jesus launched this small resurrection in Jerusalem. This is something that Bible scholars study and scratch their head over. But what I can tell you with great clarity is that it is pointing out to us that in Easter, in the resurrection of Jesus, death is defeated and those who are in Christ are raised. And Jesus told Martha outside the tomb of Lazarus that I am the resurrection. And so when Christ, the life giver, dies and is raised, there's a sign on the earth to prove, to show that that's exactly what the kingdom is about. That's exactly what Jesus is doing. And that is that he raised these people from the dead. And I I am amazed at this. The scene now shifts to the centurion and the people who are around him guarding Jesus. Powerful people, Roman soldiers, strong people. And it says that they were terrified and they declared, surely this was the Son of God. Matthew gives this as a sign that even the Romans who weren't pro-Jesus watched his death, felt the power that was unleashed at the moment of his death, saw who he was on the cross, and in this moment of being able to see clearly who Jesus was, they declared, surely this is the Son of God. They were declaring what the high priest should have declared, but was blind to see. And the last thing I want to point out is these women, these faithful ladies that Matthew mentions. Many women were there watching from a distance. And he named several of them. But these were ladies who followed him from Galilee and were there meeting his needs. And I just want to show my respect for these women who loved Jesus and served him well, who cared for him. And I'm so glad that they're recorded here in the scripture that they were found faithful to the very end. So these moments of the cross the death of Jesus, they are just absolutely supercharged, just packed with power, with the movement of the Spirit, with the power of redemption, and with the people who love Jesus. And so as you contemplate these stories, 
while we move closer and closer to Resurrection Sunday, I just pray that your spirit would be quickened, that your mind would be sharpened, and that we would keep our focus on Jesus. Church family, thank you for walking with me in faith. Thank you for being the church family that serves Christ right here on Carterville Road. I love you. I thank you for your faithful witness, and I can't wait to see you on Resurrection Sunday and in our Good Friday service this Friday at 6. I love you. God bless you.